Welcome back, Panther fans. I'm David Brown, along with Ryan Dram. Hey, y'all. Tim Thurber. Hello. And this is State of Atlanta. Uh, welcome back, guys. Tim, do you have a beer? Boom. I didn't feel like I heard anything from your mic. He was already drinking it. We were in so so in sync with the uh, house in sync with David. He didn't hear anything. It was perfect. We were perfectly synced up. Yeah. Did you actually open one, Ryan? I know you opened one just before we started. Did you actually open a second one already? Yes. Yes. Nice. 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 More encouragement to drink. They're both full, so I got to drink them fast. You do. Excellent. So, uh, how was y'all's week? Anything uh, exciting? I mean, Ryan, you had a big week. You went down to Florida. Disney World, I think. I went right? down to the epicenter of COVID. <laughs> the worldwide <laughs> epicenter. What did it look like down there? Orange County, Florida. It was like a war zone with masks everywhere. Uh, yeah, we wore masks mostly, um, but I was in a, According to your Facebook pictures uh, along the weekend, you did not wear anything. There were times when I didn't. but So we were in a convention center that was designed for 1,048 people, and only about 250 people showed up. So it was uh, pretty easy to stay socially distanced from people for the most part. I mean, that's why you designed it. You designed to have a place that was four times as big so that you could right. easily socially distance. It wasn't like a failure of people showing up. It was, yeah. Well, and, and uh, if all 1,048 people showed up, every single person would have had a six-foot table to themselves. It oh, was wow. It was oh, that is a big space. It was a big yeah. space. Uh, how about you, uh, Tim? Anything going on over the weekend? Uh, you know, there's a little Lady United match down in Disney's Wide World of Sports. Um, you know, apparently, per the experts, all statisticians, we own the match. But on the stats line, just didn't own it on the one line that matters, which is winning. And yeah, it's like, right. like we're gonna Atlanta the hell out of this game. It's like yeah, you own the time of possession, you own the offensive yards, but you lost on the scoreboard. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, I hated when we drew the Red Bulls because we basically only beat them one time, and everything else has been a loss or a draw. That's right. New York. So just, yeah, so they just own us, and they've owned us, and. They press really hard, and we just can't handle it. Like we look, I don't know. Like you, I know you watched some of the match. I think David, we just we don't look like we're together when they're pressing us. We can't move the ball that easily. They just yeah. I try to watch, and I mean, as you know, I'm not a huge right. fan or really a huge soccer fan in general. But it was a long day. I've been up by the pool most of the day, and the cocktails been flowing most of the day. I was tired. But one thing I will say about the match that I did not like. With man, that fake crowd noise. Like, if they do no fans, and we'll talk about it later, but if they do no fans at college football games, do not do the fake crowd noise. It, you know, it's fake. So it just feels awkward. It just feels weird because you know it's not. I mean, it's one thing if you're trying to pump it up so it sounds like it's louder when there are fans in the stands, but when there's the Falcons fan, of course you'd say that. They had practice, man. They had the Falcons to tell them exactly what to do. No, I think it was, I think it was Fox requiring that because other matches I watched earlier in the week on ESPN, there was no crowd noise. It was silent. You could hear the players cursing. It was great. Well, that was yeah, a great uh, cardboard cutouts too in the stands. No, they don't have any of that. They have lots of ads everywhere. Oh, okay. Well, it is soccer. They mean you can't even get your uh, uniform without an ad on it. So it's not NASCAR, though. I mean, NASCAR's got ads everywhere. Well, like cr- cricket, they did that though. Cricket, like I think it was in India or Australia, they had like cardboard cutouts of people in the stands. 
Yeah, baseball's talking about it as well. The Oakland baseball in Taiwan does it. Well, now they have fans there. Just CGI it, man. Why do you have to put cardboard out there? Like, just get, just like green screen it. Yeah. Well, before we lose everybody, because we're talking about cricket instead of Georgia State stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We just did baseball, I think, a little bit. We did baseball, soccer, and cricket. What's wrong with that? Uh, Before we get started, there's actually one thing I I thought of this week while I was browsing around looking at Georgia State stuff. I thought of a new PAC benefit, and I want to know how much money you would donate to the PAC to get this benefit. And here's what I want. When I go to georgiastatesports.com, it does not prompt me to turn off my ad blocker. Like, how much money do you have to give them so they stop annoying me with that ad blocker thing? I don't ever go to georgiastatesports.com. You and should go to it once. And, that, and why? we can tell that from based on how you can prepare to these things. What, what, why would I ever go there? I go there all the time. I mean, go back you and look. You guys tell me sooner than anything they post there what's going on. Well, even, sure. even unrelated to this, I mean, sometimes I just want to go and be like, you know, what was the season that we had this schedule? And actually, see. Scores, I tend to go to FB schedules, but I'll go back there. I, like, I got an ESPN. I type Georgia State football ESPN, and it takes me right to the page. Uh, you are one of the mouse. You uh, you do whatever the mouse says. What mouse? Oh, Mickey Mouse. Where you went? No, but it's it's an easy format, and it doesn't talk about an ad blocker or anything. FB schedules is great for that, but no, I go to GeorgiaStateSports.com quite a bit to look back at old stuff. or uh, They give it the... Their schedule page actually does a great thing where you can see a history. If you want to go look and see what our record is in basketball against, um, you know, VCU or something like that, it has all the games broken down. And I'm, I don't know. I spent a lot of it. The more time that I show, can I do a pivot table type thing? No, it's on. It's their their interface. Actually, the page to get to get to you can't even get to directly. You got to like just go go to a page and then take off part of one of the last words of the URL that takes you to the page has everything else on it. So, but no, I, I use that all the time, but no, yeah, it's, it's new. It line. does have ads. Yeah. It's new line or whatever it is. I have a problem with college websites having ads on in the first place. This is supposed to be their, their way of getting information to fans, right. but I get it. I get it. They, it's another point where they can make some money off of ad dollars, which is fine. But as a pack member, how much money do I have to pay annually to not have to, get that crap when I, when I go to the website. That's what I want. I've actually started using a new browser, Brave browser, which blocks a bunch of crap now. It's built Over in. And you can I kind of like it. Right? You can what? You can like monetize it yourself. Like you accrue some like coins, some kind of monetary thing. Yeah, you can sign up for getting ads that are tailored to you and you can yeah. get rewards. You don't have to opt into that though. Um, yeah, yeah. I signed up for it. I don't know. Chrome, long story short, Chrome was acting stupid on my work laptop and I had to use something else and I wasn't about to use Edge. So, you know, I went with Brave. All right. Now, if we have anybody left, still left listening, now we're talking about browsers. Uh, there was, uh, yeah. <laughs> there was some big Georgia State football and basketball news that came out, of course, the day after we recorded last week's episode. Uh, in true fashion, they wait until we already recorded everything just to go ahead and put anything out. Uh, but Georgia State scheduled a, a home football, or sorry, football game at Ole Miss along with a basketball game at Ole Miss uh, back-to-back on a Friday, Saturday night. I think that's, I mean, it's in 2026. So who knows if the world will even still be here by then. But uh, what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, let's go to Tim on this one. I like the doubleheader. If you can go to both events, I think it's great. I'm yeah. all in 
I'll go on the trip. Like tailgating is supposed to be phenomenal in the Grove, right? Right. And then we get to watch men's basketball beat their team, and our football team could beat. No, I mean it's like a, it's like a double whammy. Right. Yeah. Two I, wins. I mean, do schools do stuff like this? I mean, I've been following, you know, college sports across you know this landscape long enough or in depth enough to know is this this is this is cool. This is kind of unprecedented, at least for something that I've followed. I think it should be our shtick. We should keep doing this and scheduling teams in football and basketball for the same weekend. The only problem is you're talking about the end of the uh, football season and beginning of the basketball season. So true. Ryan, you can make the trip to the Grove. Yeah, I could do that pretty easily. That's what I was going to add is that it's pretty drivable. Like when I, you know, I just remember like the road trip with you to Memphis and like the Grove was what, like halfway there, maybe a little bit, a little bit well, further, but a little bit further. I, I did the trip before. We ended up playing. Uh, I think the last time we played them in basketball was uh, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and I go to Memphis for Thanksgiving at the time I did, and so I'm like, all right, great. I'll just swing by that Wednesday night, watch the game, <clears throat> up after the game to Memphis, and my, my trip was awesome. It's a cool little place. Unfortunately, uh, no, none of the bars are open in like the little square area they have. Uh, in Oxford, Oxford, right? And um, nothing was open, but there was one like restaurant, like, like actually a regular sit down restaurant. Another bar. Wait, why wasn't it open? Because it was the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, no kids were on campus. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I hear you. But you just got to pull off that clay highway, you know, that they make in Mississippi, that highway that's like, it's still orange, you know? Hey, you remember, remember when we crossed over the Alabama state line into Mississippi? I'm like, you'll be able to tell when we go. We just hit a dirt road. We're like on a <laughs> dirt road now. <laughs> it's actually uh, an interstate, but it just not getting any kind of federal funding for it whatsoever. They're spending it somewhere else. And that, there was a big difference going from Alabama to Mississippi. No, I swear to God, it's made out of clay. Like I'm not, I'm not even like that. That was a joke that it sounded like a joke that I made, but it wasn't. Right. <laughs> but one problem with this though, is if this, I mean, it's six years from now, so who knows, but if scheduling keeps up and we're still in the same conference, this would be the game we play, the football game we play the week before we play Southern. That'd be fine. It's our cup game, right? It's, it's a tune-up. Wait, 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 wait. It's if a tune-up could, game. If we if we could win one, which one would you pick? Southern. <laughs> yeah, you don't pick that one, right? I mean, there's only one game. On, there's only one game on the, on the schedule every year. I want I'll take win. an SEC win over Southern. I think yeah, I agree yeah. with Tim. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> I hate that question. It's just such a <laughs> question. <laughs> That's why he asked it. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one. But I think I agree with Tim. I think that means a lot more for our program. Yeah, another P5? Yeah, but then they get to go and be, you know, beat their chest. I mean, it would be, it'd be stupid because there no, there's no transitive property of college football unless we're the ones that are benefiting from it. But they get right, to right, say right. That, you know, that they're better than Ole Miss because they beat us. But who knows? Ole Miss is like a – weird sec team who knows what they're going to be like in six years from now they maybe they'll be good maybe they'll be crap and we have a real legit shot but yeah legit shot shot beating them anyways think about the uh sports center feature if when we beat them in football and basketball on this you know same oh, weekend. yeah right what happens then? they'd be all over that that would be awesome yeah all right well what would what would the fans be like what would the tailgating be like if you know, we go out Friday night and beat them, and then we show up to the Grove to walk around and, like, you know, have some beer with people, and they're like, screw you, kids, get out of here. Kids, I'll be You're, not, you're not invited <laughs> to our tailgates anymore. We don't like you. 
Yeah, I, don't know. That's, I like the way you think, though. You know, so this is um, when G- Georgia State was doing really, really badly, not just really badly in football. There was some kid on Reddit that went out there, and he's like, hey, guys, will you make Georgia State your second favorite team? I think he was a student, maybe a freshman or sophomore. And the Reddit community kind of, like, got rallied behind the kid, and they're like, all right, yeah. And so they predicted that Georgia State was going to win the national championship in 2025. So this would be the year after our national championship year. Nice. And we're close, and, man. We're like coming right up on it. I feel like we're right on schedule. We beat Tennessee last year. Well, I was about to say that has not gotten forgotten on the Reddit community because when we beat Tennessee, people were posting that exact same thing. Being <laughs> right on track to that national right on schedule. Yeah. <laughs> Just tune up for the national championship run. That's yeah. all. <laughs> so I'm excited about it. But six years from now, it's like, is, uh, you think about all the cool stuff, the fun things, the tailgating, the road trip, the two nights over there, and then you're like, all right, and uh, I'll be, you know, six years older when this all yeah, I'll be I'll be 40. Will you just be 40? Yeah, I'm 34, mm. man. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll, be turning, I'll be turning 48. <laughs> yeah, I'm the, I'm the baby. You are the baby. Yes. You are. I know. But, uh, bringing it back into now – we did actually, Georgia actually did something nice for us once. They actually released some legit news this week, uh, yesterday. So the day before. And it's actually kind of interesting because I don't think any other schools have done this yet or I've not paid attention to it. Georgia State announced what their game day plan is going to be for college football this fall. The good news is we have a plan. I like okay. it. So, yeah, so it's huge stuff. About it, like I never read anything about it. <laughs> well, so, yeah, you, so, you, you and I talked about it a little bit. So. Isn't it kind of funny that we're the ones that actually have a plan and a published plan out there before anybody else? <laughs> yeah, I just like to say that's uh, us GSUing it. <laughs> Getting out ahead of it. <laughs> that's what that means. That's what that means now. We're changing it's, it up. The Sunbelt Commissioner, all the other ADs are like, you know, slapping their forehead going, we weren't supposed to release this yet. Yeah. What are you guys doing? <laughs> uh, doing it the right way, the Georgia State way. All right, so Ryan, you did not pay attention, so you got no idea what the plan is, then, right? No, no. Explain it to me like I've never heard it before in my life because I haven't. <laughs> it wasn't in a Charlie Cobb email, so so of course I didn't read it. Yeah, you're right. right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it, it was there wasn't a lot to it. It was kind of all the things you expected. Uh, they will be a pr- trying to have fans that up to fifty percent capacity. Nice, nice. That's what we kind of expected, right? Right, and they're saying you know up to twelve to thirteen thousand fans. Oh, so all of our fans, right? So exactly. I mean, give, take, give or take. Yeah, we'll just be spaced out. We'll have like red X's on like every second chair or something. Every two chairs. So yeah, they're doing a checkerboard pattern with the seating, which I guess that means we're probably not going to be getting our exact seats that we've had throughout the time, possibly, potentially. I mean, some people may. Maybe, like families could still be together though, right? I mean, Yeah, they said they'll be in eight seat sections, but nobody in front of or behind each other okay. um, with so many seats in between from the angles and stuff. Uh, any of the walkways with the players or any people would go by, they won't have seating right in front of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of, the one thing they didn't mention was tailgating whatsoever at all. That didn't come up in their official press release. But you, but we know about that, right? I, I thought I vaguely, you know, I don't even read the text you guys send me, but I, I remember something about <laughs> on the bricks being somewhere. Yeah, Tim, you talked to uh, yeah. University. So, so 
Yeah. So someone on um, one of the Facebook groups posted a question about tailgating and they said we would do tailgating um, just more spaced out. Um, and then obviously recommendations on how to keep your tailgate as safe as possible as well. Recommendations. Yeah. And masks will be requested, but not required. Uh, hey, Courtney, go do you. They, they will. Maybe they could require they could require masks with straws attached to them, so we can. They have those apparently. I've seen them. Yeah. Um, so the one caveat to that, David, that you don't know about is the USG and Georgia State. Any indoor part of any campus building or anything, you have to wear a mask. So I did ask about that. So if you have club level seats and you're sitting in club. Once you go from outside to inside, you have to put a mask on. And once you're outside again, you could take it off again. I probably, I mean, I probably just wear a mask the whole time I'm there anyway. Like, it's not a big deal. But, I, would uh, I would not wear it in my seat. I mean, I'd probably put it on. If I'm in my seat, I'd probably take it off. But, like, right, when I'm right. walking around, I would just wear, wear a mask. But they should provide, yeah. they should, I mean, that's an excellent opportunity, well, like, with a panther head on it. Like, that'd be rad. Well, by provide, you mean sell them for money. No, no, no. They should have like a giveaway. Like they gave away shirts for a long time. Like just have masks. They're not that expensive. No, I mean, I'm sure they'll get a sponsor to do that. Like, you know, uh, was it Georgia's own or Max yeah. or somebody that are sponsoring yeah. everything else that we do? Oh, oh my God. I would love to wear like a Georgia state mask that had a Panther head and Max liquor on it or whatever is wine and beer, whatever you want. Yeah. So yeah. A uh, brief side of the straw hole, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah gotta have a straw hole. Gotta have a straw. Yeah, so uh, brief sidebar talking about Max on my friends group chat that I have, my non GSU friends group chat. I don't try to like segregate my friend groups, but you know these are my friends I had before I met you guys. Anyhow, a guy tells me he was walking. He went to Max to get some drinks, and a guy pulled up there in a red Craftsman riding lawnmower, and I'm like, all right, that's, that's <laughs> interesting. Midtown. It's interesting. Like, I don't even have a big problem with like somebody riding the riding mower there, but like, where was he coming from in Midtown? Okay, so here's the next part of the story. Two or three hours later, I'm sitting at my couch and looking out the window, a red riding mower goes down. And I'm like, what? So I text the group and I'm like, I just saw this. And was it a craftsman? I, I don't know. It's possible. It's just a coincidence. That guy has been going up and down my street. The ever since this, this is probably since uh, <laughs> since Saturday. I've seen I saw him three times a day while I was working from from the this office here, and yeah. So apparently, uh, I've got a neighbor of mine that frequents Max. I was like, I need to go follow the guy, just find out where he's from or where he's going. Worst case scenario, I end up at Max. He's a long he distance Max by riding his riding mower all the way from where you live to Midtown. I know. I mean, so like, I mean, I live not in close. I mean, I'm in City of Atlanta proper, but you guys know this is not a quick. Drive. You're not close at all. No, I mean, like when I go to Max, I get on the interstate. I get on 20 and I get on 85. I mean, there's, where's this guy? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, is he pulling the, the lawnmower onto Marta and like taking it up there to like North Avenue or yeah, Midtown maybe, Station? I would. What is he buying? All the way up Ponce. Yeah, like literally past Greens on his way. Right. Oh yeah, he passes greens. There's multiple liquor stores right around here that I could walk to if I wanted to. I don't need a I don't need a riding lawnmower. Yeah. There, must be, there must be some secret bourbon or something that Max only has that he has to go there for. Has to. I don't know. 
I'm well, at a loss. Two people riding around riding mowers, in <laughs> one of which who lives in Midtown, where there's no grass. <laughs> yeah, he's the groundskeeper at Piedmont Park, is who it is. Yeah, right? <laughs> what the heck? All right, yeah, I didn't mean to bring that up tonight, but uh, yeah, since but you, Max but you did. But yeah, no, I, I would suspect they would probably try to get a sponsor to do some masks, whether they be disposable or reusable or something. But uh, yeah, I mean, get, but it also would be a good opportunity for a moneymaker to sell officially licensed masks. But. Right. And some of the other stuff they talked about that asked questions, like they're going to follow whatever the guidelines are. If the governor says you have to wear masks, we'll wear masks. Right. If the mayor says you have to wear masks, we'll wear masks. Well, the state says it, Sunbelt says it, like... Basically, if any one of those things says you have to wear a mask, it'll be mandated. So they're they're, they're going to follow the rules by the government that owns them, basically. But yeah, what if, if you could get a mask that's just the mouth of the Pantherhead logo, like right there, all blue, and you could just look like you have that same mouth. With yeah. a T? Maybe maybe you can even, they'll even come with accompaniment, like little ear thing, like headpieces with the ears coming out for the... I think you're giving away uh, stuff that your wife can make, David. <laughs> but can she make money out of it? So if we Maybe. So they, say, they say twelve to thirteen thousand fans, I mean honestly, I know we we report like fifteen to seventeen, but we all know the fuzzy math on that. Yeah, I think. Um, Woo! Do you, do you Hold out, that, crowd. Do you think we still get twelve to thirteen thousand that show up to the games? No, I, I mean I can tell you like like the the thing that I maybe the first one I learned this weekend is that. <laughs> that's not going to happen. You have a lot of people that are going to stay home and just watch it however they can. And there's going to be people who want to be there. So we're not, we're definitely not going to fill up the stadium. Sure. No, we're not going to fill it. That's for sure. But I mean, even at half capacity or whatever, we're, we're not going to. Are you guys still on board for going to the games? Yeah. I'm on board for going to the games. Yeah. I think um, it was interesting to see Panther talk, talk about this. And I think Panama said open the upper deck, which pretty much not needed like 12 K which we know won't be 12K. It'll probably be like 6 to 7K. We're, we're going to be – we could probably still use just the lower bowl and socially – And not have club, yeah. I do still want to be in the in the club level. There's a, a, a – the reason that I pay the extra for that is because it's shaded. Like literally, sure. like it, the rain doesn't bother me. The sun doesn't bother me. It's all good. And I, I, I don't, agree. You know, and I like that view. I like being uh, the first row – uh, well, I'm not, I'm not first row, but like, you know, when I look at seats at stadiums or anything, I'd rather be first row on the second level than like 20 rows back on the first level. I have yeah, a much sure. better view. Like when we were doing, when the final four was supposed to be here this past season and I was able to buy tickets to the final four through my Falcons tickets, I could have gotten the last row in the bottom, the bottom uh, level or the first row in the second level. I'm like for the same price. I'm like, that's, that's, it's obvious. I'm going to go for the higher the higher uh, row to get the better view. So yeah, I would still sit in our club seats or wherever they reposition me in the club seats. But I agree, Ryan. I picked mine specifically to be under an overhang. And so if we are playing games in September, I want to be in that shade. And if we have uh, rainy games, I want to be under that cover as well. And look, yeah. if you want to take that from me, they can just put me in a suite all by myself, and that'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. If they gave you a suite all by yourself, you would not be by yourself. We would all be jumping in there together. Be allowed. Also, I don't have COVID. I won't have COVID by then because I have it now, probably. <laughs> I have it now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember the ticket selection and the seat selection. That was kind of fun to go there and like ask them questions, look at the map, figure out the best seats. Like I think. 
from the initial like render they had of the field it actually shifted slightly and so if you pick certain seats you actually got further away from the 50 which was me yeah well they, they, they kind of tricked you with that too because when i went they're like all right so this is the section you can pick you could pick you could have picked from any section over there but they kind of like dropped everybody yeah. from one section i guess they were trying to like spread things out so and i i think i ended up picking a seat in the section they actually brought me to but i walked around quite a bit to try to get a better view and i really debated big about whether i wanted that first row in the second level or the a, a few rows back under the shade and at the time had you know was she on the way or she's already here and you had the little one the big kid was either here or on the way at the time and i was like you know what if we're going to have these seats for the next 20 years i need to be in a place where the kid's not going to be burnt to a crisp or you know dripping wet during the rain so yeah i like my seats though also me. Hmm? So like awesome. also me. I, I mean like like who cares about the kid? Like I don't want to be miserable. <laughs> True. Kids can deal with it, man. I'm old like now. I'm so, old. Yeah, I, I told the, you I'll be 40 soon. I, I use the kid as an excuse, but I was like I like I really wanted to be that first row because I got I, had, I was you know first row at the Georgia Dome, but I was like first row lower level, and I, uh, I was like I wanted to be first row just to be first row. And I was like, it doesn't make sense to do it just because, you know, nah. it makes sense. When I, when I actually chose my seats, it had just rained. So I got to see where the rain could get to. Yeah. And I chose the row one after that. And that's it. And I was like, I'm not moving from this row, any of these sections. Yeah. I think that row one is not yeah. cool because there's like a giant puddle of water there. And I end up moving back one every year. Yeah. Aren't you, Tim, aren't you on the same row as me? I think so. Yeah. Oh, no, I think you're, I think you're one up. I remember the same thing as it was not raining when I went there, but I, I went there and I kind of like stood in a row and I looked up and I'm like, all right, this is directly under the, like the overhang comes over this. I'm going to pick one, one row back from that just to ensure there's not too much going on. I do still get rained on. I don't get sunned on, but I get rained on for sure. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we'll talk about the tailgating for a second. Yeah. I think I heard the same thing through some other outlets that the tailgating was, was, they were planning on it. They were just going to take that whole on the bricks concept they had last season and just spread it out. So there's more on the bricks wide, spread over the, that entire plaza, and I think make some additional space available that wasn't available before, so that everybody can still have that space and be out there and tailgate. And if there is a Panther walk, that they still get to see a lot of fans. So, but I, there was no mention of other tailgating outside of the stadium. So I would assume that would be available. We should also come up with some way of flagging like people that are okay with contact or not okay with contact and things like that. Like a startup letter, maybe? Wristbands. Well, yeah, wristbands. That's what I found out this weekend is that like, there's plenty of people who are just like, this is fine. And there's other people that are like, no, 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 no. Don't touch me. Like get away from me. And like, you just need a way to flag that. Yeah, I saw that for people doing that uh, for returning back to offices. And so I I don't care in general if people want to engage with me, but I don't care for my coworkers that much. So I would just wear the band that says, don't talk, red band. look at me, actually go yeah. home right now. I don't want you to be here. Yeah, yeah. Wear the red band and be like, go away. Yeah. But I'll, still, I'll still hug you, man. Don't worry. I is don't that not like scarlet says. lettery, like marking people who <laughs> want to be associated with other yeah, it's a respect thing it's a it's a respect thing is is the way that it was taken in my in my experience doesn't the swinging community do that with like if you wear certain bracelets on your arm or paint a certain fingernail or something no dude it's the, it's the gays and it's colored bandanas 
well, ban- bandanas are perfectly used for the uh, for masks now. So it's it's your right pocket, your right back pocket. It, it's your right or your left is receiving or giving. And you know a lot about this. Is, and the color is the thing that you enjoy. You know a lot about right. this. Maybe we uh, it's a great idea. That's why I know a lot about it because I was like, holy crap, this is the smartest thing I've ever heard anyone tell me about. Well, there was that thing back in high school. Well, it wasn't when I was, I, mean, I was out of high school. I think it was my sister's uh, in high school. And that was the thing when they were telling me about it. They didn't do it, of course, but they were telling me about it. And it was uh, girls would wear different colored bracelets of things that they were up for. And if, yeah. a, guy, if a guy grabbed it and popped it and was able to break it off of her wrist, then they were going to do that thing. And I'm like, wow, I went to high school in the wrong time. That's right. Yeah. Because that's, that's the name. Everybody is literally just telling you what they're up for. Like, isn't that a better world? It is nothing, kind of a better world. Nothing like it. <laughs> nothing makes like, it so much easier. There's no mystery. You're just like, yeah, I'm into that thing too. Let's not have three dates before we get to it. Let's just do it. And there's nothing like starting off something like that with a little bit of a salt first. Like, here, let me grab your wrist and oh, rip it off your. I think the fact that the girls attack you first. <laughs> the girls are the fact that girls are wearing the bracelets was already establishing what they were into. So we are uh, we are we're way off topic. The <laughs> last call topic. Yeah, it is. Remind <laughs> me of that one. Uh, maybe an episode Ooh. title. <laughs> maybe an episode title could be the the, the bracelets that I wear. <laughs> we can update the fans on what it's really called in last call. Exactly. Right. Um, I guess one other thing about the uh, seating thing. I think they're going to call people. Obviously, club levels is a challenge. Everyone's congested in like 2.5 sections. So they're going to obviously call in, I think, early August to kind of space us all out across club level. So obviously, if anyone listening, you're sitting in the club, they're going to call you ask you for your preferences. I think if you don't want to be in club, they'll gladly seat you in the lower level as well. So you have options. And I'm sure that probably they would like to have a lot of people, not a lot, but they would like to have a more representation in the lower levels as well. Cause that's one of the things that I noticed when we started uh, playing there, people were uh, people that were paying for those, those higher price, lower level, like mid 50 yard line seats, like their equivalent seats now were up, in the technically the 300 level, right? Because the 200 is kind of goes up. But right. anyhow, we took a lot of people from close to the field. So the, um, uh, the players, TV cameras, they see less people down there, right there next to the, um, on the field. So we just need to build the other side of the stadium. That <laughs> second level and then flip the cameras over there and point it back to the home, home side. We have there's no way. There's no way we ever do that. There's no way we ever do that. I say we do it. There's no reason. Why? Why would you waste your money on that? I agree. I mean, if you just want to put a, they will. a big tower up there with one camera to film from that angle or something, I'm I'm down. Sure. I'm that's down. fine. I'm down with that. There's no reason. Now, that could just be like a little erector set thing too, with like a robot camera up there. Or just well, you drones. Know By then, it's just drones, right? Yeah. Just, just, just hover. Up. Talking Georgia State here, so you know what it's going to be. It's going to be one of those just like uh, uh, construction facility things where they have like the the crane that goes straight up. I think they had it at uh, the the 188 MLK for the practice facility to film practices from above. So, yeah. like, so that's what they, they'd roll it over there where the food trucks are supposed to be and hold that thing up, and that would be the official ESPN camera of the mid game footage of that side of the of the field. Yeah, yeah. Hey, welcome, John. He's been there for a while. Did you see Josh Jones is on, man? 
Hey, Josh. Hello, Josh. Good to see you, man. Yeah, thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. You missed out on the Leonida chat. Sorry. I'm sure he wanted to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, womp womp. But yeah, so no, it was good to see a plan for the game day. Uh, surprising that Georgia State was the one to put it out there. You didn't hear it from a conference or from another school, or I mean, really any other school first. So I think I think only Texas State had a statement. They didn't talk. It's not as detailed as ours, but uh, Texas State's basically saying no tailgating. That's it. So far, that's, that. that's all they've gotten to. And that's impressive. Te- the state of Texas is going to tell people what they can do about drinking. That's oh uh, well. I've never, uh, I've never been to San Marcos. So I don't want to sound like that. What's that, Ryan? You guys are invited to my house to tailgate if if they don't allow tailgating for whatever reason. Sounds no one good. else. <laughs> Everyone on this podcast that's uh, listening. All five watchers right now on Facebook. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you, you know, well, I think that once we actually have some games to talk about, we may get a few more. It'll get bigger. It will get bigger. Yeah. Uh, so to go back into the past, uh, Georgia State's been doing some Twitter poll in the best plays tournament. So there's been, I guess there's eight total best plays that have been vying for competition to find out what the best play is in Georgia State history. Uh, I think few are a stretch, but I, I was wrong. I was wrong. Last week I said I guaranteed the last oh, yeah. matchup was going to include Will Lutz, and he was not in it. He got right. shafted, man. Right? I'm, I'm surprised. because, it, And I'll tell you, there's another thing that happened this week that goes into why I'm surprised about it. Because I feel like once you have a player in the NFL, you're really trying to like do everything you can to keep those guys happy and make them really you know, be happy they were part of Georgia State so that maybe one day when they get that big check, they'll – They'll write a little – slip a little coin your way. Yeah. So I figured that's why they would make sure that Will was um, involved there. But there was a competition between Albert Wilson versus um, Terrace Bartiste. Bart- so it was Wilson's Arkansas State game that we did not win versus Terrace Batiste in the Georgia, Georgia Southern game that we won 34-7. to Yeah. So I thought this was going to be a blowout win for Batiste. Like, how do you not win? That's, that's one of the signature wins in our school history. Wilson's got the fan draw, right? I mean, it was 50 50. It was exactly was it? down the line for so, so Georgia State says. They said it's 50 50, but Twitter gave a little blue check mark to the Terry Batiste. Yet on, the, on Twitter, Georgia State says that it was tied. Mm. So they went to a coin flip and Albert won. I'm like, yeah. Oh, how interesting that Albert Wilson, the guy that got the big payday from the Dolphins a few years ago, who's still in the NFL, if the NFL still exists, uh, got that little uh, buy-in there. But uh, Have they not announced anything, the NFL? Like the Falcons, have they said anything? Yeah, they emailed you, David. <laughs> yeah, well, I, w- I was talking to Arthur the other day when we were doing lunch. <laughs> and no. You don't call him Arnie, I mean, you're not that in. You guys aren't that tight. <laughs> He's a busy man. So, you know. And now he's single. He's out there fluting and all that kind of stuff. Oh, he's single. So. I should start wearing my bandanas. <laughs> yes, you should. <laughs> <laughs> what is a red and black bandana? We'll, we'll say that for last call. Uh, uh, I'll wear my rich old white. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Save it for okay back to the poll, right. David. What's going on with it? So Albert Wilson won. So Albert Wilson won. With it's a coin flip. I think it ended today. And – and unless something dramatic happened, uh, the, the poll today was Chase Middleton versus Western Kentucky in that bowl game going against Dan Ellington in the upset. 
And yeah, obviously, like I think it was over eighty percent that Dane was it's, winning by. It's eighty nine to eleven percent. And that's even higher than I think it was like eighty two or something when I saw it. So yeah, and that would make sense. That makes. So who's going to be? Who are you going to vote for, guys? Are you going to vote for Dan yeah, Ellington? Or I know Alan my Wilson? history not been good on this, but I, it's got to be Dan. The upset is the biggest game in Drew State's football history. So easy. Yeah, Dan the man's going to win it all. And I'm so glad that Georgia State decided to go uh, uh, trying to steal some money from Albert Wilson by giving him the edge in this whole thing because I'm glad that Georgia Southern's not in our championship for anything. I mean, they would lose either way, but right. I, yeah. I, no, I like I like them losing any chance they get. But that probably is the two most uh, iconic wins for Georgia State that just – Utter beatdown at thirty-four seven. Yeah, upset. Awesome. I mean, that's that's probably one and two right there. I mean, Tennessee is number one by far. I mean, well, there were turn- maybe- there were turnovers there too, right? That was. Uh, I mean, Batiste had a couple of turnovers, right? Yeah, he had. Uh, I think two interceptions and like a fumble return or something. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Uh, to me, that wins. Defense, I will give the edge to, but just the scope of what actually happened because of that game, like the. Georgia State beating Southern was huge to us and detrimental to them. And and if it was three turnovers, by the third turnover, were you not like just like – had you not lost your voice? I mean – Yeah, and uh, Prue oh, on Facebook's agreeing. Dan, that win made waves. Yeah. And John says it was a poorly seated bracket. I agree, John. Probably. So, well, who cares? Somebody's it was it. rigged. It's nice, but I, I wish they would have gotten more attention to it because if you started looking at the votes, because Twitter tells you how many people voted in, in all of them, and it actually was an even number on that tie, so maybe it truly was a tie, and their random yeah, number generator right, picked. Into nine. But, uh, but no, the, the numbers dropped dramatically. Like From the first round of numbers of votes, it was like cut in half by the end of it. But uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think I'm, I'm, Dan's going to win. I can't imagine anything unless – there's just some Southern trolls that are watching this, which we know they do. And they decide to organize their Twitter troll army to vote against us just to prove me wrong. Yeah. You know, well, no matter what, Georgia State wins. So who cares? Yeah, that's true. I, I agree. Yeah, because it's our <laughs> poll and they're giving us attention and we're getting Twitter points. So. I mean, that that game where we beat the crap out of 34-7 was awesome to be at. I mean, I'll sit in the upper deck. Like, there were Southern fans. Ten feet away, and they were drunk, and they were super pissed off, and cursing, and saying lots of curse words to us. <laughs> they went through like all the emotions, right? They were like super, super pumped up. You suck. Georgia State's terrible. To we hate you. F everything. No, the, 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 the denial, the anger, the acceptance. and then they apologized. He came over. He like hugged me. It was the weirdest <laughs> thing ever. He's like, I'm sorry, man. I, you know, I know I was saying all kinds of curse words and whatever. You guys are great, blah blah. blah. I, I was an asshole. Oops, sorry. Um, <laughs> it's fine. It was kind of the like weirdest experience because I would look over every so often at him, like, what is this guy's problem? I don't want to hear anything about a Georgia Southern fan being nice and. He whatever. was. I got. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't get I it. I was impressed. He came over. We're all scared. Like, is he gonna? Do something crazy. You got to go crazy. No, that's and good. He, apo- he apologized and hugged me, and I was like, "Okay, get off me." 
See, I'm glad to hear that because like my experiences of Southern fans, I've never had a good experience with a Southern fan rooting for their team. I do have some friends of mine that are good friends who went to Southern and our interactions when it has nothing to do with college sports, some of my best friends, but as soon as there's a game being played, like, like literally it's my best friends turn into the biggest a-hole. I, I don't want to associate with it, be around. And I'm like, I'm not even saying anything. Like when we won, like one of my buddies texted me during that 34, seven win. He's like, good game. There's like 10 minutes left. And I'm like, <laughs> no, my team's never no Georgia well. state. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had a chance to GSU this like, yet. <laughs> it was like the last two minutes where I was just like, Oh, I think we won. Maybe. Yeah. 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 But yeah, uh, so Tim, we, before we got on, you're telling me that this 11 alive, uh, sports moment competition came to an end. Is that what it is? It's not to an end yet, but as expected, Atlanta United fans found something that had a poll with Atlanta United in it and started voting the shit out of it. Yeah. There was another poll going on in Atlanta, uh, social media poll going on that Georgia state was up for, and it was the best 2019 Atlanta sports moment. And they, I mean, to their credit, 11 Alive included Georgia State's win against Tennessee as one of the best moments in, out of, was it, out of five? Yeah. And yeah, we were winning for days. I mean, I think Atlanta United just surpassed us probably Monday, maybe. I think, I think Sunday, maybe into Monday morning, we were still winning, but barely. And now Atlanta United surging ahead 39%. We're oh, they're up, second. They're, they're up from when I put this down a few minutes. I mean, an hour or two ago. Yeah. I mean, considering there's five in contention, it's pretty close. When I, when I had, it was 35% United. Actually, no, what I saw, I saw it. I, it was a uh, 35% Braves clinching the 19th divisional title. And it was yeah, 26% Georgia state. It says 10% Braves, 16% tired. Maybe I got, maybe I got, maybe I got it wrong. 24.6 Georgia state and 39. Yeah. Atlanta United win the 2019 Camper. I voted Cup. multiple times. I, every time I pull the page up, it lets me vote again. So I just listen. And not that I've, I've not been refreshing and hitting vote all the time. I'm just saying when I've been doing this and looking to see where the numbers were, I pull it back up. It lets me vote. I'm like, well, I'm going to vote again. So anytime United fans get their hands on a Twitter poll, it's over. It's and they're over. all upset after a, a Saturday's game. So they need something to make them feel better. They need a win. They need they need a free win, which is Twitter votes. So on a poll. So not that it's that big of a deal, but I did think it was interesting some of the things they put in there. Like one of the top Atlanta sports moment was Tiger Woods winning the Masters. Like it's not Atlanta, first of all. It's not it's geographically not Atlanta. Uh and then Tiger Woods, he's not like Tiger's from Atlanta or he identifies as like like Evander Holyfield is an Atlanta boxer. He he lives here in Atlanta, but Tiger Woods is I don't even, I don't even know where Tiger Woods is from, but Florida probably. I don't know. Yeah, I think he lives in Florida. Ah, good guess. Be convenient. You see him when you're down there, so <laughs> we partied every night. Yeah. Well, then he 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 gave you the coro then, huh? Well, he he knows what's what down there, so you know his wife did not come with us for sure. 100%. So between hanging out in the MLS bubble, going to Disney World, hanging out with Tiger Woods, how did you fit in libertarian anything? Um, <laughs> I do what I do, man. I'm good at it. So. <laughs> uh, the only thing was Trey Young from the Hawks getting an all-star invite. Like, just getting an all-star invite 
is equivalent to, I don't know. All right. Uh, you know, 9.45%. Obviously not a big deal. Tim, did you go through the other categories they had on that? I know. Well, I scrolled past one of them yesterday and I was like, Oh, there's some Georgia state esports person. On yeah. This I was surprised by that. There was uh, esports. Apparently Georgia state has two national championships in esports. Nice. Yeah. Um, they one of the only names. things you can play right now with COVID. They spelled the guy's name differently in the description and then actually in the voting poll. So I don't know what his name is, but it looks like um, one of the ways was Prideful Gade. Uh, he captained Georgia State to two national collegiate championships playing the game Smite. So I knew that we had that esports thing, whatever. And right. maybe, maybe considering the state of college athletics right now, we should dedicate a lot more of this podcast into esports and Georgia State's esports. <laughs> you know, that's fair. I think we probably should include them at least. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's not really a well, it's obviously not an NCAA sanction thing, but it is an NCAA yet. NCAA yeah, yeah, yeah. It will be. My second question is, um, what is Smite? I have never even heard of that game. I mean, I'm out of the video game uh, world, but I've never heard. Of, I mean, I, I've heard of I've heard of Fortnite. I know of heard of Fortnite. I've got no idea what the game Smite is. It sounds familiar. I think it's a card game. No, oh, it's it's a MMO type thing. Isn't that what a god does? He smites you down with his. Yeah, that's what it is. It's called Smite Battleground of the Gods. It's like a fighting game for gods, I think. All right. Third person multiplayer online battle arena video game. Well, I guess that's why Georgia State's so good at it because we're the gods of smiting. Okay. Hey, what else is going on, David? <laughs> uh, I don't even know if I want to talk about it or not, but uh, Athlon, they, they released their uh, Sunbelt predictions, football. Rangers. Lots of research. Yeah, yeah. Ryan, did you send that to me? Or is that what you're doing? I think you did, yeah. You're taking credit for that? I didn't say anything. I don't know. You started pointing uh, at yourself. I don't know if you were taking credit for sending me that. No, I was saying we're number one. Oh. Uh, Yes. Do you yeah. think Athlon does that much research now? Yeah. No, I think they do just enough research to understand that we're number they one. Do a lot. It doesn't take much to understand that, right? Even, even with your blue goggles on, you're going to say Georgia State's the best football team in the Sun Belt? I mean... Next year. Next year? Yeah, yeah. Because no, I don't have any basis to say anybody else is the best. I'll just say us. Why not? Who cares? Well, they, they ranked Georgia State the fourth in the East division. Well, they're clearly wrong. <laughs> Although to be fair, I think that in the West, I don't know, but uh, yeah, they gave us a fourth. I, I don't, I don't hate it. They, they were definitely not fifth. Right. That Chanticleer places. They well, were, so when I say they're wrong, I am almost assuredly right because I have a, a, high, a much higher probability of being right. That it's, we're not going to be four. That's true. Uh, yes. And it's pretty they, much random. They were spot on, on their, uh, breakdown of what Georgia State where Georgia State is what they need for this season but it's not that big of a surprise it's replace Dan Ellington what and get a better defense I'm like well yeah what yeah but they no, did no, give, no, no. We can they did give one credit they said they said um and we're gonna get our national championship in 2025 as predicted doesn't as predicted, matter as someone said yeah on the on the internet so it's got to be true but they also did say we have a lot of returning talent a lot of returning experience so uh, I mean, I, they, they paid a little bit of attention to it. They have a tough schedule. 
Right. They have Troy right over us in third place. So I, I can kind of get it. You people point out. But one thing I thought was interesting is they listed the teams they thought that would be bowl eligible. And they did not list Troy who's in third place. They did not list Rhode State, but their very first line was if they can replace Dan Ellington, they'll be bowl eligible. It's all about quarterback quarterback. Play. We got plenty of those. We're I know we have a cornucopia of quarterbacks. <laughs> we don't know whichever whichever one's greatest or the best. Yeah, you know, now if any can't. of them are good. Right. I will say that I'm kind of pulling for the Michael Colasandro guy from, from South Carolina for no other reason. For There's one reason why I'm pulling for him. One reason. Whenever I go to Twitter to try to like just look at Georgia State stuff, he's retweeting and tweeting everything about Georgia State and, and sports in general. And I just kind of like the energy about the whole deal. I mean, it's right there with Dan Ellington. Dan Ellington's a big tweeter about uh, stuff, the Georgia okay. State everything. So he's got a good social game. He's a coach now, so he's kind of trying to push the program. But, uh, yeah, I just see his name more. So it's kind of like the whole mentality of politics. You see enough science, signs on the side of the road, you vote for that person. So I'm pulling for Michael because I see his name. Wait, Twitter feed. that's how it works? Yeah, what, yeah. Do, uh, what do all the stats people say, David? The stats Who's our quarterback? Yeah. I don't know. Muhammad from Vanderbilt? I would assume the Vandy guy is the, the front runner. Front right? runner, yeah. Who is? I mean, we, we had the backup from last season. Uh, Dan, Jamil Muhammad? Yeah, that's who I would imagine is the backup. I mean, is the is the starter. 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 Right, yeah. P5 transfer, you know. Your P5 transfer is always going to get the benefit. He was a four star, right? Is he four? I don't know. He could be. This I Vandy thought he was, and, and then he's he's like in the mold of Dan too, where he's like athletic. I'll take it. I will support whatever. We'll get our stats about. department right on that. <laughs> John, what's what's the what's the deal, yeah, John? Get us this information as soon as possible. Who is the backup, John? <laughs> I mean, wait, God, I keep saying starter that. Who is the starter. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I've been drinking for a while before this. He's a pro. He's a pro style quarterback, and he was a three star. Oh man, I'm making everything up. I am just whatever. I'll just say stuff. John does say I love that every day. Jamil Muhammad tweets. Nobody cares. Work harder. Every single day? I, well, if he does That's that, Dan Ellington tweets or used to tweet every single day, good morning, God bless. So, I mean, that's a dedication. Or a no, I, I might start tweeting that every day. <laughs> I, I, might, I might take a page out of his book and just steal that. And just, <laughs> Are you going to tweet it or retweet it? Um, maybe mix it up. That'd be the best way of doing it. Like, you know, I'm going to go and be like, so like talk about how hard you got to work, but I'm too lazy to do it. So I'll just retweet this guy. (laughs) Oh, I still all the time. Literally all the time. I'm like, that's a good message. I'm just going to take it. Yeah. That's what memes are all about, right? That's that's right. Well, memes are easier to take and I can justify it in my head and I feel a lot less guilty because usually there's a watermark. So I just will copy and paste it and I won't, I won't share it, but I'll copy and paste it. But it's, I leave the watermark. Just go ahead and like take your Twitter handle and like blast that right over the watermark. Just black it out and put mine <laughs> on it. Yeah. There's also more effort you got to put into it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not working that hard. <laughs> All right. There was uh, one uh, big thing I wanted to get to before we call it quits tonight and before I had in the last call at least. Uh, some big news came out that we kind of talked about last week. Um, last week, Michigan, there was an article – an SI article about talking to Michigan, uh, how they're going to be uh, 
likely going to an all-conference only schedule. And sure enough, since last week, the Big Ten did announce that they are going conference only, and the Pac-12 has said the same thing. The ACC has alluded to it, and then uh, the SEC and Big 12 have said they're holding off until the um, end of the month to make a decision. so obviously college football follows whatever P5 does. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, I, I don't think there's any rush for anyone to say what they're doing. You don't have to right now. You have all, you have time. It gets the time. You can have a plan. You can have ideas. You don't need to say it right this second. We have time to figure things out. We have times to not even play college football in the fall, but you don't need to say it right now. It's not the time to say it. Yeah, so that echoes exactly what Charlie Cobb said today on his interview with uh, uh, John Kincaid, or no, Nick Cellini and Chris Domino was that, you know, and obviously you know, no one's going to take the lead from what the Sun Belt does, but then basically saying that you can wait, you have to the end of July to really make a decision about what happens. So that's why they've not posted anything out there. Um, so, Ryan, do you think that uh, going to a conference-only schedule like really makes a difference or – Helps or anything? Helps us? No, just no. I'm, I'm talking about now. This is just college sports in general. Is it is it a good thing for a school for the players and whatever to go conference only? And no, because you gotta. I mean, especially for Sun Belt, you gotta step outside. But also for the bigger programs, like there are people who are bottom rung in the conference and top rung in the conference, and you gotta reach out and like start playing other people so that you can start understanding like what the comparisons are. And I know there's no transitive property, but like it helps people understand who the best team is if they're playing people uh, like similar competitors. So you can't well, people in your conference. Yeah, that's a good point. That's not something that I thought about before. But yeah, I think that some of your your bottom level P5 programs, maybe if, when they're bowl eligible, maybe their four wins are coming out of conference. Maybe it's coming from their FCS win and some G5 wins uh, versus actually winning conference games to get himself over six games. Uh, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. Um, do you think that Tim, like, so one of the things that's been going big on the uh, social media was, uh, does it make sense to do conference only? A lot of people are, are butthurt about it being, you know, well, if you're going to cancel a game, why does it matter if you're canceling a, uh, out of conference game versus a conference game. Like why would you fly, get in a plane and fly across country to play a conference opponent because you're in a crappy conference that can't get regionalized versus playing that FCS program that lives two hours away on a bus trip. So. I mean, I think, you know, honestly, obviously they probably don't want to travel that far. So if they could just get all the teams to kind of reschedule into geographic areas that are bussable. I think that would probably be the best. And then you could have out of conference games and your conference games. Obviously we don't have a conference. We don't, we can't bus to our entire conference. Like some of the schools are too far away. We have to drop some of them and, you know, keep the ones that are closer. But I, I mean, I understand what, you know, like today on the 68, the fan, I get it. We want to pay, play Alabama. We also want the paycheck. Um, we need the money, frankly. I mean, yeah. I know we're yeah. we're we're geared to be able to be okay without it, but I think it definitely helps yeah. offset some of the expenses. So I think the G fives are in a very 
unique position here and the Sun Belt maybe more so than some of the others. I think the G5 conferences, specifically Sun Belt, stays still and does nothing. And they, if the P5s want to go conference only, that's okay. If the SCS wants to fold the season or they still want to try to play or maybe they, the FCS wants to do FCS games only or something like that, that's fine. Let's let let's go into the season saying our schedule. We are playing our schedule as is. If there's any team that does not want to come here or us go there, that's fine. So we're talking about potentially that really being the Bama game getting canceled, the Murray State game getting canceled, and then was it is it? I know it's ECU. Is it Charlotte? Is the other one? It's Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte. That's fine. So maybe maybe those games happen. Maybe those games don't happen. But. It's the best thing for, for Georgia State, for, for the Sunbelt teams, because now if uh, once everything's said and done, Georgia State can be like, all right, Bama, we didn't back out of our season. Because one of the things you're saying is, you know, if the Sunbelt cancels their out-of-conference schedule, then we have no way to get that money from Alabama. I mean, we, we probably won't get paid from Alabama. They, they actually might get paid from us if we cancel before they do. Well, that's also true. But I'm yeah. saying if – if the uh, the P five teams cancel their schedules and we cancel our out of conference schedules, then there's no way. We're like, well, you canceled your out of conference. We're not paying you for a game that you weren't going to play in the first place. But if we say if we hold tight and let everybody else cancel on us, if Murray State cancels on us, then we don't pay them the three fifty that we supposedly owe them. But we at least have an argument to Bama. I mean, we probably won't get paid. They'll, I mean, I'm sure all this stuff will get washed out. There's it's somewhere in contracts, millions, right? Millions of dollars going around. But at least we have an argument. Well, no, we were willing to play. And actually, I think if SEC goes conference only, we put our players on the on several buses, and we go right out to Tuscaloosa, and we show up there outside of Bryant-Denny Stadium. We're like, we're here. Are you forfeiting? We accept no cancellation. Are you forfeiting are you saying that in the record books of 2020 alabama lost their game to georgia state by forfeits sure that's uh-huh. not right. i'm with you can we talk charlie cobb into it you think he's into it i'm sure if you'll pay for the buses then he'll definitely do it. he'll never play we'll never play alabama again we'll probably right. never play that would be the last team. time <laughs> yeah and then and we end our sec career by beating auburn the following year and Ole Miss in six years and well, we don't, no, no, no. National championship before that. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there we go. That's the replay. Yeah. Bama says they won't schedule us again. And then we meet him in the college football playoff and we beat him for the championship. Yes. I like where this yeah. is going. Yeah. Dark Horse, Georgia State, the four seed against Alabama. So that's one of the things I think could be really cool about this season. I think if all the conferences, whether they want to go conference only or not, and just start playing. And as players, as coaches, as states start shutting things down, like we're not going to play for health safety reasons, you have no idea what teams are going to end up in the college football playoff. You could very easily have a G5, multiple G5s in the playoffs. because It's going to be a weird season for sure. It's like, well, this this team won eight games and nearly won four. Like, Yeah, but it was like San Jose State that won eight games against three uh, FCS opponents, and it was Bama that won four games, but they only played four games. Well, they have eight to four, so I'm saying. Yeah. Here's a state to the, the college football playoff. Too low a sample size. Yeah. It could be fun, and especially, I think I mentioned this before, going every morning on game day, like give teams up until game day goes on air to make a decision, 
And so you turn on game day, first thing in the morning, and it starts coming through which teams are forfeiting that day, which, which teams are canceling their games that day. I think Forfeit that is, report. That it, yeah, that is coming closer and closer to being accurate. I think yeah. it'd be awesome. As much as I would hate it, that would be so much fun. You'd have no idea. You'd have no idea if your team's even going to be on ESPN that day. Like, if this is the ranking, like, you know, we're going to show one of these 16 games, depending on which one actually ends up happening that day. Be a lot of fun. So, that's my opinion. So, so I hope that means there are, there actually is some football, and there's some football being canceled. Yeah, well, one there's a hundred percent going to be football. One of my concerns so. is that uh, one of the suggestions I saw was the P5s move to, and it wasn't a suggestion such that do this because it doesn't matter about player safety. But what if the P5s decided to stay? I moved to spring and the uh, G5 said, we're going to take this opportunity to be the only uh, show on TV in the fall and the G5s play there. I hate that idea. You hate it. I hate that idea. You don't want to be on TV. You want to be relegated from ESPN plus up to ESPN. I think that it adds another argument to that whole thing about G5. The wedge. P5 and G5 being separate and letting G5 G5 have their championship and P5 having theirs. I think you don't want to do anything. I think whatever the G whatever the P5s do, the G5s follow. Like the conference only thing, G5s can play whatever they want to play. But I think as far as when they play, I think the G5 should follow whatever the P5s do. Hmm. Yeah, you you keep saying that like it's not already true. Right. Well, no, but I'm saying. Yes, there is that line in the sand that's drawn, but there's nothing. There's nothing in the NCAA charter or books where they call that defines what P five is versus G five. Right in, now, it's in the playoffs. It's, it's, there's already right, like, like, like the best G five gets into a, a new uh, New Year's game. Yeah, right? but they don't define it like P five G five. They define it by like the revenue conferences and the non revenue conferences. Yeah, that's what that is. That's what that means, man. Like you can yeah. throw G. Yeah, but you, you don't need to add anything. What to that, that means? You don't want to add anything to that. You don't want to give any reason to turn uh, G five conferences into FCS plus. You want you want the, the G fives to at least on some. Like, crumb of hope to be able to get in there and play at the p5 but you're level just making stuff up we already are what we are yeah but, th- but i'm saying th- this goes to like having a g5 playoff i don't want a g5 playoff i don't want a g5 playoff either but i want a playoff that lets in one g5 we've talked about that yeah well yeah you, i you i, I agree that because not. you think that it makes us less equal I, I want a playoff that, that includes all conference champions that are at oh, I agree with that. A specific level or happen. something like that. So. It sounds really cool. I'd love for it to happen, but it probably won't. It's would not. you not take all P5s and the highest-ranked G5 in a, in a I would. Group? I would take it. I would say, the, I would say the highest-ranked uh, conference championships in the top 10 or something like that. So you would have to get a, a G5 conference champion would have to be ranked in the top 10 nationally. Oh, so, I see. Well, so, would you have had UCF then? Because I thought they were in the teens, weren't they? They were like 12. Yeah, they were probably in the top teens, and, and that would probably get them. 
I don't know if you'd really get a G5 in the top 10, but I think that beca- that creates more of an objective number. Like, all right, well, if you're in the top 10 and you're a conference champion, you deserve to be in an eight-team playoff. I, so I, f- I firmly believe that UCF deserved a shot at the national championship that year. Like, they I agree. deserved a shot at it. I agree. Yeah. And and so what I don't know if they I don't know if they deserved it. That form. as the um, we can look at we can look at that situation as like what what a best case scenario is that we can like craft it around to like how could we have made UCF even if they were a ten seed, you know? Yeah. Well, you you would have to do. I mean, all you have to expand it. Yeah. yeah, it gets expanded. Because I, although I think that UCF deserved a chance to play, I don't know if they were in the top four teams in the entire country that year. No. Probably not, but they deserved a chance to show us if they were. Right, not. right. So right. I don't, I don't know how you objectively get to that point. Because if you're going to include all conference champions, now you're talking about like a twelve-team playoff. And, and, well, and as we're, a talking fan, about, we're talking about twelve out of 120, 130. Yeah, one hundred thirty. I mean, you come know, on, that's like not even a crazy playoff. No, I don't. It's I don't not. agree. I don't think any of us here will disagree on that. I'm just saying where college football is at this point, and it's not going to happen. Yeah, right. I it's think good. they would figure out a way to not let the G fives in somehow. Like yeah, they will. And and think about it though. If you did have those those, uh, if you did a twelve team playoff, and you've got uh, a Bama playing a you know whoever the MAC champion or the Sun Belt champion is, like that's. It's going to be a, it's going to be, but the, we see the same thing in college basketball every single season. Exactly. So number one plays number 16. Like that's never a fun game to watch. No, there's a great uh, YouTube video uh, SB nation that did about how they should totally change the seating because you miss out on a lot of good games by doing the ones versus the 16s. But, right. Yeah. It's important. So uh, another thing I saw that was cool. I want to talk about this with a, the whole mix-up is Notre. Just today, their article came out. Notre Notre Dame AD is quoted is talking about pushing this the entire season back to spring. And I'm like, of course, Notre Dame wants to push it back to spring because they can't do a conference only chain or conference only season. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure they could work something out with the ACC. Uh-huh. The ACC, yeah, ACC will take them in. The yeah, ACC commits that they would do whatever they could to help out Notre Dame. But yeah, so that that is an option, but. Yeah, there's um there's also an issue with if they do something like that, uh, ACC and SEC only do eight games in conference, and the other conferences do nine conference games. So you up it to both all of them try to find an out of conference opponent up to ten or something. I don't know. Or you add more inter conference teams. If some belt did go conference only, we could just add Texas State to our schedule and play all nine teams in the conference. So. We could, but then we'd be traveling. That's an airplane. And we don't know. We don't know if we'd be traveling or not. It's true. They could come to us. Just they'd to be us. traveling. Yeah, yeah, we we played there last last season, unfortunately. So they'd be coming here if we're to do something. Like that. But anyhow, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's. I don't. That was just something. It's going to affect whatever Georgia State does based off of what these Power Five conferences. So that's why I wanted to talk about it. Uh, I one last question I wanted to ask to both of you guys uh, before we kind of head out of this bit of last call. And it's kind of a theoretical, and I kind of touched on it last week, I think. So, following social media and talking to friends and buddies, everyone's like, either um, football is going to happen, football is not going to happen, or maybe it's going to happen, whatever. But like, 
I don't like hearing people say it's not going to happen. I didn't loud, David. I mean, loud. No, no. I mean that, that statement's trying to get louder. Yes, it, it is getting louder, but so you have two options. In my opinion, you can go about these next several weeks, hopeful, looking forward to football happening and then being disappointed if it gets canceled or pushed back or whatever happens, or you can be all negative Nancy for the next several weeks and just, they say it's not gonna happen and be happy and surprised if it does happen. Which camp do you guys fall in? Do you, do you fall in the hole? I'm gonna, I'd rather be happy at the ends or I'd rather be disappointed at the end. I wanna be happier for longer because that's the way I am. And I, I also think football's gonna happen. And like if they cut it off at the last minute, like that'll be that and that'll be fine. But like, uh, I just think we're gonna do football. I don't, I don't think there's any way we don't, we don't do some football. So Ryan answers the question by not actually answering the question. I mean, what do you mean? No, you, you said you said you're in the camp, but yeah, yeah. So you you would rather just believe that it's going to happen and then be disappointed if it doesn't, right? Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Tim? Um, I won't be disappointed if it doesn't happen. I'm just hoping it does happen at yeah. this point. That's my like. Yeah, when you hope, and then the thing that you hope for doesn't happen, that means disappointed, dude. Yeah. I'm not gonna be disappointed. I'm just, I already know it's, there's a good chance it won't happen. So I'm not going to get up. I'm not going to be disappointed. Less than, uh, less than 20% chance it doesn't happen. So Tim is that quarter that when you flip it lands on its edge instead of one of the yeah. sides. Yeah. He's like right there. No, I agree. Like worse than me didn't answer the question. I, I, feel like <laughs> I yeah, answered. you guys are both horrible at this. Uh, I felt like I answered the question. You said what I wanted you to say. I think it's 50 50 right now. No, it's like 20, it's, it's like 20 80. Trending the wrong direction, like cases. Nah. My, no, my thing is, I, I don't want to go by every single day being in a bad mood about the whole thing. I'd rather be in a bad mood once it doesn't happen than be in a bad mood every day for the next two months. Uh, and all the people that have decided that it's not going to happen, and they have no idea because nobody has any idea. The, the ADs don't know, the presidents don't know, the governors don't know. No one knows what's going to happen. These people that have decided it's not going to happen they also feel like they have to go and ruin everyone's else's life and say it's not going to happen. They're just saying it for ratings, right? Yeah, like, I just mean, shut up. And whether you're a social media I mean, you know, poster online or you're some columnist on ESPN trying to get clicks or whatever, I don't like you. I'm not a fan of you. And go away. Yeah. I, I'm very impressed that Athletics has posted what their plans are for the season and they want to have fans and they want to play. And I think that shows a good direction as far as wanting it to happen and not, you know, they're preparing like we're going to play. And I like that, that direction. I yep. prefer that direction over like, Oh, we'll figure it out if we're going to play. Right. I agree. But it gives me a little bit of better hope. I agree. And they published it. Come on. It's published. Why aren't yeah. we on CNN? They should Fresh be release. all over this. Fresh release. Fresh release. So. All right. Well, that's all I had for this week. Uh, you guys want to talk about anything else before we head the last call? No, I'm not for last call. Really intent on talking about bandanas. Last yeah, call. I'm looking forward to that too. All right. Uh, I think once again, just because we can, we'll uh, we'll keep the last call rolling here live on Facebook. But then we'll uh, only get available to our patrons on the on the podcast available on Friday for free immediately for the patrons. Uh, thanks to everybody for loose listening, watching, tuning in. It's been fun. Uh, we will talk to you next week. Bye, y'all. Bye. 
That's it for us this week. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at State of Atlanta or on Facebook at facebook.com slash State of Atlanta. And if you enjoy what you're listening to, please rate and review us on your podcast app. Thank you very much, and go Panthers.